Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabiar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight is one full year of podcasting. Woo! Crack it open. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Hell no, yeah, dude. It does it does not feel like a year at all. I feel like our half year was literally a couple months ago. It's this I don't know. It seems like the first six months was like, all right, we're getting the hang of it. Not really sure what we're doing. I mean, we still don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But like, yeah, the last six months seem to have gone by significantly faster. Way faster. I, do you feel like we should actually maybe explore like episode one through five? Maybe just like play a little. Maybe we can like do like a little reaction. Maybe I don't know. It was just something that like kind of crossed my mind, like just to revisit our roots. Oh God! Do like a quick I, reflection. I mean, if you want, sure. I feel like it's just going to be disgusting because like yes. I had a blue snowball with zero filters of any kind on it. <laughs> you talking through like a beer can. And our, our real like generic like uh, thumbnail. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even us. I think it was no, just it like. It was like something yeah. ripped up in Photoshop, you know, real mm-hmm. quick. Like here, we're just going to slap this on here and, and we're going to go. So, <laughs> oh God, you yeah, know, I guess, I was... guess we, I guess we should actually thank everyone like for, for tuning in too. Um, we, we just surpassed 250 listens on our, uh, well, anything that's supported through our Pinecast. So that would be like Spotify, Apple, Apple podcast, that whole nine yards of stuff. Um, I don't know. Have you looked at the total views for our YouTube? Cause I haven't. Not total. Sometimes I peek at like per episode, but yeah. then like you have to take into consideration, like is the algorithm against us and crap like that? Well, for sure. And also we should say that uh, there's there's more than 250 probably total, obviously, because the YouTube stuff goes farther back than the Pinecast stuff. But either mm-hmm. way, numbers aside, thank you guys so much. Thank you uh patrons as well anybody that's supported through the patreon um if you guys don't know if you're listening to this right now i guess we should say that if you do still want to hit the the subscribe on the patreon for as little as a dollar you will get the special sticker and thank you card so yep. it's it's pretty sick the sticker you the sticker is awesome i'm i'm you hit that out of the you hit that out of the park for sure so thank you yes very good you are like this you're like becoming the sticker queen I don't know what happened, like what switch flipped in my brain when I made like a first sticker, when I made like our original podcast sticker. And I was like, this is cool, but I feel like I could make a lot more and make like really cool ones. And I've just been making a shitload of stickers for like my Twitch channel and for the podcast and just like nonstop. I'm just like, make more. Yeah, I am blown away by your progress for the Twitch channel stickers. Um, If you guys haven't checked them out, uh it's twitch.tv slash dapper dame but seriously go check out the stickers like they're they're super super cool so oh dude did i tell you i started making pins really i'm always into a pin do you have a pin maker no i ordered them through a manufacturer what that's so cool yeah these are my like test set so if you guys aren't watching the video it's a little picture of like my cat jameson and it's an acrylic pin um, not an enamel one because I wanted to test these ones first 
and you can get like a perfect photo on them. And I love it. It's Hell perfect. Yeah. No, the quality looks super great. And now I really need to get a jean. I've been meaning to get like a jean jacket, maybe a jean vest, but more, I think more the jacket, the jacket's more my swag versus the vest. I don't know. Do you, do you okay. think you could see me like wearing a, a jean vest? I don't think so. No. Right? no. It's just not, it's, <laughs> but the jean jacket for sure. Like I'm going to bring mm-hmm. back my chain wallet and I'm going to start wearing a jean jacket. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, dude, Jesse used to have a chain wallet because he would leave his wallet everywhere. Like if we went to the store and he'd pay for something, he'd leave his wallet at the counter. If we went Yikes. to the movies, it'd fall out of his pocket and be like, you know, somewhere in the auditorium. Um, yeah, so he used to have a chain wallet, but he would also get like stuck on things. Like you ever walk past like a cupboard? And like the door handle gets you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that was all the rage when I was younger and like being a little ruffian was wearing Jinko jeans and a chain wallet. Like that was that was the shit. <laughs> I had trip pants. So my entire existence was loops of chains. Yes. <laughs> but no, speaking of clothing, we were just talking about this before we went live, but uh, Adrian was like, you look so nice in your shirt. And I was like, just you wait. I'm actually wearing, this is like prototypical for COVID times though, is I'm wearing gym shorts with like a nice button up if you guys aren't watching. So nice. yeah, it's super typical. Like I saw a snap just yesterday of a friend who was like, uh, I'm in a Zoom meeting and it's like for her job that she just got. It's like a nice corporate job or whatever, but she's mm-hmm. wearing like just like casual like gym shorts with like a nice blouse you know and then nice. she's like, this is yeah but i like you know i was I, I honestly i you know i wanted to be comfortable for this episode which i usually am you know i, I try to dress comfy for our for our podcast because same you know by this time of the night we're you know we just want to chill hell yeah dude it's 10 o'clock i want to be in my pjs yeah so but i was just like you know what i want to look nice too for our year so here we are Oh, well, I wore my bisexual pride shirt, so. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But nice. uh, I do that a lot for stream, too, is I'll wear, like, a nice, like, upper outfit. Um, or even sometimes I'll do, like, just the front of my hair, you know? Like, if I'm, like, curling it, I'll just curl the ones <laughs> in the front. How, how does one just curl the front? It's easy. You look at yourself in the mirror and the things that you see, you curl and you leave the rest of it like matted bedhead. Okay, but do you never turn your head? (laughs) I don't turn around. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You hit the be right back screen. You're like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the days where I'm like super, I don't know, like short of spoons, like just losing my Mm. mind. And I'm like, yeah, today is going to be a half ass day. That's fair. That's fair. I remember like for a time there, I really took this to heart, but someone had wrote in like one of the, I don't know, maybe it was a blog post or, or a Facebook post in like one of the streamer groups or whatever, but they were like, you need to dress like your stream is your job. And I was like, you know what? That sounds, that sounds legit. I like that a lot. So like I would come home from work, like, and you know, immediately take a shower, get in like the nicest clothes that I had well not not nicest but you know looked very very presentable like I was going into a fucking real deal job every time I would stream and I don't know if that ever like came across I mean maybe to some people but I don't know now I'm just like eh whatever I'm comfy and I want to play games and chat so 
It depends. Like on Mondays, I usually do like cozy art streams. So then I'll usually wear like no makeup and wear like cozy clothes. Yeah. But for for the most part, I mean, streaming, since it is like my full time thing, I I use it as like my reason to get ready and to look nice, especially, you know, with like going places is still pretty limited. Like this is my reason to be like, all right, fucking, you know, maybe take care of yourself a little bit. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people, sadly, have lost that, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, especially people that have like are still jobless right now. They're just like, "Uh, I guess I'm going to roll out of bed now and, you know, do something, you know, I mean, maybe they have kids, maybe they don't. But like, even if you do have kids, I mean, like, if you're virtual schooling them, like, I wouldn't get ready. I would just be in my PJs and be like, okay, kids. Yeah, dude, it's so easy to be a sloth. It is like you just do nothing. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I mean, even people that work from home, like have trouble. Like my girlfriend, Emily, she, you know, she uh, she's like, there's just days where like it's hard to even get into the work mode, you know, because you're just so comfy. You know, she's just she's got her cats around. She's got her plants, you know, so she's just like mega chilling. You know, she's got her like <laughs> cup of coffee. She's like, yeah, all right. I don't even feel like I'm at work, but I I really got to work now. So, <laughs> oh, dude, I relate with that so hard, especially like if if you work from home and you're at home with all the things that are like very easily distracting yes. and usually would be the things to like decompress you from work. Right. And now you're just at home with them. So yeah, I, I relate to Emily a lot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know how I would feel about working from home. I mean, I I definitely would miss the like the feeling when you get home from a long day of work, you know, and you're like your pet is there to greet you and like you can turn on like you know certain things in your house whether it be like lighting or a candle or whatever to like mm-hmm. and then like make a, like a nice little snack that you've been looking forward to all day to kind of like really just be like ah but when you work from home it's like you don't you don't get that you also don't have the other side which is like the get up and and the get ready part that we mentioned so you don't have like the up or the down yeah that's true too i guess you don't have the stress of like a morning commute or do I look okay for my job or whatever, you know, <laughs> did I remember my lunch? Oh, dude, do you, do you remember being in like school? Like, did you have a packed lunch or did you get from like the cafeteria? I always flip-flopped, you know, it was just uh, like, I guess I flip-flopped more for like years, right? So like some years my mom would be like, I feel like making you lunch. And some years she would just be like, fuck off. Here's your lunch money. Like, I don't know, you know, so. That's fair. I just remember the days where like I would forget my lunch and I also didn't have lunch money and be like, fuck, I just got, I guess I die today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there was a couple times where that happened to me. And I think maybe I told one of the lunch ladies perhaps, and they were like, well, we will let you get like the most basic lunch possible for free or something. Right. Like I'll give you some crackers and milk. Yeah, because I I definitely feel like those systems are set up to have like to account for like X number of free lunches, you know, I think so. You're probably right. I wouldn't see why they would just like be like, all right, yeah, this kid has no food. I guess we'll just leave it that way. Yeah, sorry. 
Sorry, pal. Have <laughs> Sorry. fun starving. Have fun <laughs> trying to focus in your class with an empty belly, you know? Oh my God, that was the worst. Trying to do anything when you're hungry and like 12 years old is like impossible. Your life is food and TV. Yeah, and school is just like what happens in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you were very studious. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I, I was just like, all right, I have to be here because my parents said so. If you guys don't know about how, I don't, I, I want to say just like cavalier about school that, we, you know, if you don't know by now through listening through the podcast, um, you know now for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big advocate for learning on my own terms and going to school five days a week is the opposite of that. What if there was a way, a system that they could implement that basically gave you, what is it? What We went to school for what, eight hours a day? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say eight hours for an evenness sake, but uh, you pick four hours of curriculum and then we'll give you four hours of what we think you should be learning, right? I feel like that's what high school was with being able to pick your your extra classes. I don't think electives were. I I I feel like electives and core classes was like a was like a seventy thirty. Oh, probably. Right? I, I doubt Not, it was close to fifty fifty. Yeah, they need to make it more of a fifty fifty, right? They need to offer like a more broad. I don't know. I feel like the only way you'd get away with that is like making the school day longer. Hmm. Do you think that uh, people like what if you what if you told high school kids, OK, we're going to give you 70 percent of the power for you to choose and 30 percent of our curriculum, but we're going to make your day a nine or 10 hour day. I would drop out before I even thought about going to school, a 10 hour school day. Yeah, Absolutely but, you got, but you got to do shit that you were like into. <sighs> you could be, you could like, if you were like really into sports, you could do like a strength training class, like a regular gym class, a walking class. Uh, yeah, but 10 hours. I mean, that's, that's a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't be down for that. I'd rather okay. go to like all year round school where like you just have those funky breaks, but no summer, you know? I don't know. Those are like a tease to me. I feel like it's more consistent because over the summer, I would definitely lose my drive to do anything and probably get up to a lot of mischief. And then like school year came back around. I'm like, oh, shit, guess we're doing this again. No, see, I need the extra time to like download, right? I need I need more time to stretch my legs and get into said mischief <laughs> <laughs> i mean i liked summer don't get me wrong but if it was between that and 10 hour school days i'd definitely pick all year how many summers did you go to summer school one one bless your heart <laughs> how many summers did you um i want to say probably five wow okay probably five no how come? no that's an exaggeration it's it's closer to three, I think. Okay. It's, it's three, no more than four. That sounds about right. But I, I don't know. Like, I think one year, my mom was just literally like, I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend the summer with you. So I'm sending you to summer school. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a very mom reason. Well, to be fair, you know, I was at that prime age. I think it was in between fourth and fifth grade 
So that means my sister would have been about four or five. So yeah, I'm sure she was just like, I'm tired of your guys' shit. I want to send both of you to summer school. So <laughs> I mean, if you're not behind, it definitely puts you ahead. Well, listen, I took a dope ass fucking model rocket class. So I mean, I was nice. fine with it. I took model rocketry and a drawing class. And that was when I finally found out that I'm a shit drawer. Like, I thought that I had the coolest fucking doodles in elementary school until I went to fucking an actual class for it. And I was like, I am dog shit. Um, Dude, that's how I felt in like every art class. Cause I've always been really like creative and kind of artsy. And then when you're around like actual, like gifted, talented artists, you're like, I am trash. I know nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a fellow by the name of Kyle Lux and shout out to Kyle because he does, uh, he sat next to me for two years, I think it was in our middle school art class. And just to watch him work his magic, even back then, you knew that he had a gift and now he does fine art for a living. And the stuff that he posts on his social media is just like, these are, these are thousands like original originals go for thousands of dollars easily that's um, amazing they're just they're just but yeah sitting next to him i was just like i don't i don't i don't even belong here i don't i shouldn't even be sitting next to you okay like <laughs> yeah yeah especially when you both have like projects you're working on and like you're working really hard on your Real project hard. yes and then you see them working really hard on their project and you're like we are just different species like i don't know what i don't like what fucking gift you got somewhere along the lines but it is just insurmountable i'm so my, glad that he like he, yeah i'm so glad he pursued that as well just it's uh it's an amazing thing to see someone blossom like that and not get like caught up in the hubbub right like he always mm -hmm. just like pursued like super quiet kid like all throughout his middle school and high school career just like yeah just i guess he was just always into like his art and just like doing well enough to get by in school i don't know i don't know if he was in like any you know upper echelon classes or anything any gifted classes or whatever they called them in high school. What are they called? Like they really don't have like AP art, like advanced placement. Yeah. Yeah. AP. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I yeah, mean, they I have guess, it for like math and crap like that, but I don't, there really isn't like AP art. Well, I was thinking like, was he good enough to be in AP classes for non art related mm. things, you know, because obviously he like, he probably took all art electives and just like, slept through them because <laughs> i mean when you're that talented i don't know i had all art electives and when i ran out of art classes because there's only so many it's a very small department i started taking things like wood chop so i filled that um gap for a little while hell yeah, yeah pretty much everything i mean there was one year the reason i went to summer school was because i failed gym one year um what <laughs> How was one failed gym? Did you just not show up? I can't swim. And there was a swim portion of gym. Uh, and the lady insisted that she could teach me. And I was like, I don't fucking trust you. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting in this pool in the hopes that if something goes wrong, you save me. Absolutely not. 
I don't not, even know your first name, Mrs. Whatever. Not, um, even, not even in like the three foot section. You were just like, nope. No, I'm like, fuck off. I'm not swimming I'm in this big chlorine cesspool and, <laughs> and dying here. So I was very set in my ways. I was like, this is not happening. Um, I can tell. I was like, can, yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you give me a permission slip that my parent can sign acknowledging that I can't swim and you're not going to be able to teach me? She's like, no, this is required. Um, I have to give you a grade on it. You can't just not do it. And I was like, okay, well, then. I'm going to sit in the bleachers for the next four weeks and you can fail me because, wow. uh, yeah. So I failed and then I took summer school and got gym. Um, but for summer school, the classes are so small and it's at like a different high school. It's not at your original school. Um, and that one didn't have a pool. So I just had to like run track for three weeks and that was great. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Still got an A, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did have to take summer school in high school because I was behind. But if you guys have like listened to previous podcasts, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel again. It's a very long story. But with you skipping school? Yes. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, I was at one point, I was like almost a full year behind. Not quite, but pretty damn close. I had missed so many classes. Go to school, kids. <laughs> yeah, at least at least complete high school. Past that, I don't really give a shit if you go to college. I'm not one of those people that's like, you have to have a diploma to become somebody. Because yeah. no, I went to I went to college twice, and um, it's not true. <laughs> Speaking of college, though, how legit were the summer and and winter breaks of college? Because those are the best. I mean. I guess I had a very different college experience. It was like we had two terms and all of our terms were accelerated. So they're eight weeks long and you had double the coursework. Um, Wait, and for like for the whole entire year? Yeah. So would you do, so basically would you cram two semesters in a normal college semester? Basically, yeah. Cause like because like isn't a normal semester 16 weeks? Is that, does yes. that sound right? Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. But ours was eight. So it would just be twice as fast um, so that you could get school done faster. So you could get like an associate's degree in like 18 months or something like that. Right. Um, instead of like two years. So it wasn't like crazy fast, but it was a lot. And then every two terms. So every 16 weeks, then you'd get like a week or two off depending on what holiday fell in between. See, yeah, no, that would drive me insane because I've taken accelerated classes in the summer. We've talked about this before, but yeah, in the summer, fine. Like, you know, I'm just trying to hammer it out. Like it's summertime. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy my time off. Let's just, well, and it was also right before I graduated and it was a class that I needed. So like, I was just like doing my practicum to get ready for graduation and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, so like I took an accelerated college class and I liked it, but I also hated it because I couldn't imagine doing back to back to back four of those in a row of how many classes were you doing full time accelerated? I was full time, which is, I think, like X amount of credits, which was two classes. And I would usually do three, one or two semesters. I did four classes. Okay. Um, so I would have. Yeah, like usually three classes crammed into eight weeks. 
and I, and I also took summer classes. Um, I didn't take summers off. So I did that straight for two years. I think that burned you out in my humble opinion. Probably. <laughs> it's actually accounting that tipped me over the edge when I, uh, when I couldn't pass that class and I was just like, dude, fucking, I hate everything. Mm. Did you ever think about switching majors because you couldn't get over that class? I did. And that's how I got my degree. I had to switch majors because I couldn't oh. pass accounting. I tried three times. Yeah. Okay. I think we have talked about that on yeah. at least maybe not on the podcast, but at some point I think we talked about that, but I totally, I totally get that. Um, the one reason I got a deaf communication studies degree is because it required very little math and I knew that that would be a big hurdle for me. <laughs> so, yep. I got a, I got a, I got a language degree because I didn't want to do math. You know, <laughs> fair enough, dude. I switched mine from business to general studies in the last semester just because of that one class. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just better just to have a general thing anyway, you know? It is, but it also sounds like so blah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a spinning compass and I don't know what I want. So I'm going to just get a general degree. Well, here's the thing, though. If you ever do decide to go back and make it more of a finite bachelor's, you already have that foundation. So, and again, like we were just talking about, like it, college doesn't define you. There's a ton of no. people that go to college and don't do what their degree, you know, ent entitled them to, you know, or, you know, open the door I to. I mean, even if they do, I feel like just that. Like if that's your starting off point, like, all right, once I graduate college, I'm, you know, in the, the, the workforce or whatever. And then you have that huge anchor of student debt, you know, mm, like, right. I feel like minimum you have like 20 K, you know, like rarely do you have less than that. Yeah. Any like decent four year university is probably around there. Right. Something I mean, like that. I mean, I know like. It's at least, you know, five grand a semester at like some bigger schools. So, oh, dude. And I if you go to like a specialty school, like if you got like an art degree at like an art college, I remember I looked at going to um, Detroit Institute of Arts. Yeah. Detroit Institute of Arts, something like that. No, that's, that's the, I don't know. There's an art school in Detroit that is amazing and has amazing programs, but getting into it is tricky. And then once you get into it, it's crazy expensive. I think it was like, I mean, I'm just like talking out of my ass, but I think it was like 10K like a year, something like that. So it was like double like the local universities. And I was like, oh shit, like going there and graduating, you have a ton of debt or going there and not completing it and you have the debt anyways. Like, oh, it's so scary. What's that about? What, what, why are art schools so ridiculously expensive? D does, does the art schools think that they're just going to produce like a bunch of fine artists that are going to like sell thousand dollar paintings every day? Like, I mean, what do they, why is that a thing? Why do you think that's a thing? I feel like anything that's specialized is more expensive. So, like, you can go to a university and get, you know, an art degree, but you'll have way less available resources. Um, it's like if you go to a general doctor, like they know a little bit of everything, you know, but if you need something specific, you've got to go to a specialist and that guy's really expensive. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think they just put all of their dollars and time and stuff into this one category 
and made it super awesome. So it's really expensive. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it would be really cool if like college wasn't so expensive because then maybe I would go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. But also just with art in general, I mean, I could be talking out of my ass because I don't have very <clears throat> much skill when it comes to art, but uh, just do your art, you know? <laughs> like practice your art in your own maybe maybe it's because like young artists need more guidance but um that guidance shouldn't cost 10 grand a semester right i mean i guess it would be comparable to like if your friend um that you sit next to you kyle was like your teacher and that person's super gifted and could easily make work that's worth x amount of money but instead you're buying their time to teach other people. And what is that worth? You know? Yeah. But do you think that there's like a fine, is there's like a, there's like a line, right? There's a line where like you can teach an artist or you can teach an aspiring artist up to a certain point. But after that point, there is gift, right? There's just raw born talent after a certain point. So like you can go, to a $10,000 a semester art school and you could come out of there still making bullshit. I mean, probably, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's with anything though. That's like with, I don't know, mechanics that's with playing music. That's with like, you can put yeah. a ton of time into it and still suck for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just blows my mind. I maybe, maybe I need to like tour. I need to like tour a really fine art school sometime just to like understand why the fuck these are schools that charge so much money. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Maybe they dose you with talent when you walk in. They give you a magic pill. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you walk in, you get confronted by Morpheus. Right. <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you sipping on over there, by the way? Got some red wine. Some, um, I never know how to say like the names of wine. So whenever people ask me, I'm like, it's like red or it's rosé or whatever. If I try to be like, oh yeah, it's like Cabernet, whatever the fuck, you know? Cause some people like the names of wine are like Italian mostly, I think. And trying sure. to say it with like an American accent just makes it sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're just butchering the Italian language. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I tried to have one of my friends was doing a 12 hour stream today, Val and Vane, because nice. he, he did like a um, a charity stream and like a certain mile marker to unlock was like do a 12 hour and they hit that. So today he was like fulfilling that obligation. And I typed in um, like on Twitch, you can cheer like a certain amount of money and it will be like read out loud, whatever your message is. Um, and I typed in like ebonics like like my hometown like slang because he didn't know what ebonics was and it got read out in this robot voice and i'm like dude biggest fucking yikes i've ever done i've never wanted to hear a robot be like and he go in the whip dough like this you know <laughs> it was so cringy oh no i wish we could play that that would be excellent <laughs> it was hilarious the text to speech uh th whole thing on <laughs> on Twitch is just really great. It's just it just makes for some lulls for sure. Oh dude, <laughs> I, I taught my chat how to add um pauses 
to your sentence so that you can add like um like a breath basically yeah and you just do it's like forward slash and space and forward slash and you just keep doing that and however many you do is like a longer length of a pause mm. um so i taught them that and then they trolled me with it and i've given them a power they didn't know that they had <laughs> <laughs> yes that's awesome i love how like twitch chat is its own entity when it comes to that you know <laughs> i think i think oftentimes we talk about twitch chat just not even channel specific but just like people that are part of like twitch culture are like they have troll they have a level of troll embedded in them and like even mm -hmm. us as streamers have it too <laughs> absolutely when i'm in other people's chats i'm a troll absolutely i I just put on my little chat hat and i'm like i'm here to fuck with you today <laughs> yes keep it going keep it going absolutely i definitely feel like um there is like this i don't know this thing about twitch where it, I don't know. It's just like if you go to the same place all the time, like you kind of just know how things vibe and what is okay and how much you control. And yeah, it's just like something that you do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like going to your favorite neighborhood bar or market mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? I mean, speaking of, so Emily and I were in Schnucks, which is a local grocery chain here in, I think it's just in St. Louis. If I, remember correctly anyhow we're standing like in the self-checkout lane and i'm streaming because we were going to stream us making tacos and we forgot the meat <laughs> the Ooh, most yeah. important part of making tacos it was it was a more of it was more or less of like uh just you know we 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 weren't we weren't communicating well um <laughs> miscommunication for sure so we had to go back. So we're like, fuck it. We're going to stream inside Schnooks. And we're standing there. And the lady that like oversees the checkout lanes looks me dead in the eyes. And she's like, sir, are you recording right now? And I'm like, yes. I didn't know what to say because like she was kind of far away. There was like a lot of people in line. So I felt really weird about just like yelling out. No, it's a live stream um yeah was, whatever you said would have just been you know exactly it would have it would not have made the situation any better but uh, she was just like okay and then i was just like uh okay i mean and so we get up to our little checkout thing and it's like it's the one that's closest to her and she like comes up to my side and she's just like I'm just curious as to like what you're doing. I was like, well, this is a live stream. And uh, she's like, well, wh why? And I'm like, I do it as a hobby. Cause I was like, whenever you try to explain Twitch streaming to somebody that has like no idea what the universe it's, is. It's really hard to get the point across in like a small amount of words. Yes. I think I've told the story. Did I tell the story on the podcast about how I went into a bar right by my house and they were not having it? Like I they don't were think so. So I went to this little I mean it is it's very easy to miss. It is that big of a I say big, but it's that big of a hole in the wall. Like it's it's very very 
just dingy. But I like okay. places like that. So I walked Same. in there, you know, because I was like, let's go on a, an adventure stream. You know, mm -hmm. because I was like, fuck it. We're just going to, yeah, we're going to put the phone on the, on the selfie stick and we're just going to walk. And so I go in there and immediately everyone is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Who are you? Are you the police? Like, this is not, this is not the vibe. This is not the play. And this guy that like sat next to me was just not very happy with me and was like telling me not to record him and blah, 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 blah. And I obliged, like I put the, I, like I showed him, I was like, look, this is, this is where my camera is pointing on my phone. Like you're not in the shot, you know, it's fine. Cause like at one point he had like batted away my camera or my phone, like for huh. him to not be in the shot. And I was just like, okay. I like, I want you to understand that Missouri is a one party consent state. So I don't need the consent to record you um, or whatever, have you on live stream, what, whatever digital media, whatever. I don't need, I don't need your consent. That's just, the, that's just a state law. Um, but he, and, you know, and he was not happy with that. <laughs> um, but I was like, look, dude, like I, I'm going to oblige, like, I'm sorry, you know, that like, you were in that I will, sure. I'll move the phone. And then the bartender was like, yeah, you know, people around here, they just don't want to, they don't, they don't want to be, they don't want to be, they don't want it known that they're here. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm just live streaming, but again, like I didn't want to go down that, like the rabbit hole of explaining to these people what exactly I'm doing. I tried to explain it to the guy, like super, like, simply mm -hmm. and he was just like sounds like a bunch of lonely people that like that just i don't it was like something really derogatory and i was just like all right dude like i'm done like trying to explain this anymore um so i just chugged my beer and left but it was very much the same vibe in schnooks from that <laughs> from that checkout stand overseer I mean, anything that people don't understand, they're going to be wary of, yes. if not like completely against it because they don't understand it. So, yeah, I, I mean, if I was at a bar and I was just trying to like chill and then this guy popped up next to me and was like live streaming, I'd probably be like, yeah, no, thanks, dude. Like just, just trying to have my beer. Yeah. And that's totally fair. You know, I mean, I wasn't yeah, being a dick about, about it. it. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't like, hey, hey, I can do this. I'm like, I'm under a state law, you know, or whatever. Say hi to the internet. Yeah. And <laughs> so, but with the schnooks thing, it was kind of funny. So like we check out and we're getting in her car, getting in Emily's car. And the people that were behind us in line saw us and they were parked directly across from us. So their, their car was facing ours. And mm -hmm. the guy and the gal like both waved into the <laughs> into the phone like they knew that like they were on live stream. So they were probably more hip to like what it really was, you know, I mean, so mm -hmm. it, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, if it's not in your purview, I can understand that, you know, you're wary of it. But from our point of view, it's kind of like, what? It's <laughs> like... We're not the, we're not the police. Like if we were, if we, okay. If you were a private investigator and you walked into an establishment with a fucking selfie stick 
and a phone on the end of it, you would be doing a terrible job as a PI. Absolutely. That's completely <laughs> discoverable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, but we're talking, we're talking about people who are, you know, probably wasted, you know, they don't, they're not thinking about things clearly. That's true. I haven't been out like to a bar yet this year, like since everything has happened. Um, I know that they're open. I know that for like the majority of people, it's fine as long as, you know, you're attempting social distance, which I feel like at a bar is like fucking impossible. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have some friends uh, visit next week. And I know that they want to see Atlanta because you don't go to Georgia without seeing it. So I'll report back on what that's like. Absolutely. <laughs> Carrying hand sanitizer and a mask in my pocket because I feel like that's just what you got to do nowadays. I would recommend finding a bar that has like a good outdoor patio. Yeah, that, that way, way I can like, sit at a table. Yeah, you can sit at a table and still be reasonably distanced from people. Um, I know like the couple bars that I went to. So the first one was Debs. You guys have seen that if you watch the live stream. Um, it was dead when I went. It was the first day that they reopened. And there were probably like 12 people total in there. And then like five of them were my friends who I trusted to mm. not be part of the fuckery. Right. That is, yeah. you know, not wearing a mask, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the second time I went was a place closer to me in the city and they had a patio area that was a nice size. I think that people still should have, have been a little bit more spread out because like at some point towards like midnight, more people like started to pack into because like they're really known for their patio. Like that's what people they come there like you can play bags back there and they've got like nice little like fire pit and like heaters and shit like the whole thing you know dude i love that shit when they have like the outdoor heating because especially in the midwest like when it's nighttime shit gets cold it deceivingly cold yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, 85 today now it's 60 right and uh and so it wasn't too bad but i felt like yeah again like they should probably should have limited the amount of people on the patio and like told them to like go inside but as far as like getting drinks and stuff, like they had like a quadrant off like little thing where you like step into like this little box. And if you're not getting a drink, like you have to be outside of the box. So like, I don't know. I mean, that's really nice because sometimes when you're at like an open bar and like it's sat like from, you know, one side to the other and you have to like wedge yourself between like a couple, you know, to be yeah. like, hey, can I get a beer? It's the most awkward shit ever. It's a terrible yeah. system. What what is that about? I mean, do people just lose their fucking manners when they go to a bar? <laughs> it's also like the way that the bars are like set up, at least the ones that I've been to, when there's no server, but you have to like go to the bar to get your drinks, but they also seat people like all the way across the bar. It's like how do you expect people to get a drink and not be weird about it? I agree. I agree. Also, like who wants to be sitting at a bar? you know at the like at the actual bar at a bar like that right because I, I like it at the bar well i i personally don't because like i don't like people like reaching on either side of me right that's, like, that's the only downside the upside is like you're right in front of the bartender so you never have to wait for a fucking drink 
Um, mm, true. You also don't have to like, I don't know. I, I like just sitting next to the person next to me. I don't like to have to look around the whole room or whatever and just like take in all that stimulus. I like to just have like a bottle, like the, the uh, backboard of like bottles to look at and just have my company, you know? So no, I kind of like how it's like a little like isolated. But yeah, when people have to reach between you and be like, oh, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Can I get a beer? Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, no, not for not for me. You know how many times I've like accidentally, especially when you get a pint that like you accidentally spill a little bit on the person that like you're trying to get in between to get the beer. Like it's just I haven't spilled it on a person, but I've definitely spilled it like on the bar. And then I'm like, hey, sorry, spilled thing. All right. Can't even hear me. OK, cool. Yep. Yeah. You like you maybe try to like. I don't know, brush. <laughs> <laughs> like brush it off or something, but Use your one single ply cocktail napkin to like, yeah, to cover it. Yeah, yeah, it's really awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that little like box method would be great. I feel like we should keep this. <laughs> I totally agree because it keeps people honest, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think at one point when I was there, there were enough people that were lined up for a drink that they actually did form a line like a legit like you know let's try to put six feet in between us line granted it wasn't it was probably less than six feet for everybody just because there was people like backing up but like everyone was cordial and and you don't always get that served in order instead of like who the bartender notices first which is sometimes like the loudest person you know it's the loudest person. It's it's the, the one person like, like being like, hey, serve me right here, right now. Yeah. I have seen bartenders who are really good at knowing who got there first, though. Because you, you will get people that do that. They'll like they'll kind of like bust through the crowd. They'll hold out the money or like try to wave down the bartender. And or I've seen up. I hate yeah, that. Yeah. And I've seen bartenders go shut the fuck up. I am serving this person and this person before I serve you. I, I was just like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I love when bartenders have that kind of backbone on like a crazy Saturday night and everyone's like a little sloshed, you know, well, you have uh, to be. Yeah. But I like when they flex it. I don't know. There's something like really respectable about like making sure everyone knows that, you know, what's going on. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like you could easily just ignore that person and then maybe they would like get louder about the situation like because they're being ignored. But instead you're just like park it. I'll get to you. You know? Yeah. I mean like at Debs, I mean definitely on a busier night, you know, we like we're like the regulars usually get served, you know, I, I wouldn't say faster but they, they maybe get a little bit more attention, but there are definitely times, you know, when it's a super busy Friday or Saturday where it's just like, Hey, I'm acknowledging you. I know you're there, but like, let me get through all these people real quick and I'll get you what you need, you know? So I, I mean, also regulars, like the bartender already knows what you're drinking. True. Yeah. That's very true too. So they don't really like need, unless you're maybe getting like shots or something. I don't know. Yeah, when Chelsea and I go to a bar and like every time we go to the counter, it's a different beverage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like when we were at Deb's, all of us together, it was like a different shot every time. 
Oh, dude, and Chelsea then, always wants to try the menu. Like, if there's a shot menu, she's like, oh, let's pick three. And every time we go up, we'll try a different one. I'm like, Chelsea, this is why I black out when we hang out. <laughs> and this also pisses off bartenders. Like, if you do, like, three different shots in an order, it's like. Oh, not uh, in an order. Oh, oh okay, not, okay. No, it's like each time we go back up. Gotcha, She'll be like, all okay. right, this time we're having green tea. This time we're just having whiskey straight, you know. Oh man, but she always gets these like fruity ones. Like she'll come back with like this pink bubbling cup of something. I'm like, I don't know what this is. She's like, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> and then she lets you drink it and you're like, oh shit, this is really good. <laughs> that stuff is usually really good, but it's just so sweet. Yes. Yeah. And that's how you get a hangover. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. My what is it? It's like your pancreas that processes sugar. I'm sure it's like screaming at me. Is it? I thought it was a. I thought your liver also processed sugar. I think so, but I think your your pancreas is what secretes insulin to like balance it. That and sounds when, right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where it was located for the longest time. I don't know. It's attached to your stomach. Oh, okay. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because like that's where all the food goes, and that's what would need to be regulated. But yeah. I didn't know that there was something like just hanging out there. Yeah. Just doing its job. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the smallest organs that has like the most important job, of course. Nobody talks about the pancreas. Not enough. It's underappreciated. It's underappreciated. Everyone go appreciate. Tell your pancreas you love it, okay? Thank you for letting <laughs> me eat dark chocolate with wine at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I've been there. Well, minus oh. the wine, but... Dude, I have um, some really good buddies across the pond that sent me a box of snacks um, for my birthday because nice. they live in the Netherlands. So they sent me all the things that I just can't get in America. Right. And they sent me this chocolate. Um, it's like a lint bar, but it has like one of those like chocolate, like lava cake kind of fillings inside of it. And it is so delicious. It's like eating like a brownie but it's a little piece of chocolate. Fuck so me up. Fuck yeah. me up. That sounds so good. <laughs> I've been trying to limit myself to like one square, which is like, it's like a pretty sizable square, but like one square a day, because if not, I will just funnel it down and then my stomach will hurt and my chocolate will be gone. <laughs> yes. And you will not enjoy it the way it's meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> no, Self-control of like an eight year old sometimes. And I'm just like, oh, I have a stomachache. I had too many jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. Like, Are I'm, you that way with snacks? I'm that way after some beers. And like, I have like a, a really like rich dessert. So like mm. if it's like banana bread or like a chocolate muffin or something. And like I've had some drinks and I'm just like, oh, fuck. That first, you know, that first muffin was really good. And it's like one of the giant ones from Costco. And I'm like, you know what? A second one should be no problem. And then like you're just your your fucking blood sugar just starts to tank, you know? And like I'm like halfway into that muffin and you're like gonna pass out. Yeah. I've I've legitimately woke up from doing that, like eating two of those back to back and thought that I was gonna pass out on the way to the bathroom. Oh my god. It was bad. <laughs> it was a real wake up call that like you cannot do this anymore. <laughs> oh, I got taught that lesson pretty early in life because my 
biological mom was like a studying like homeopathic doctor and mm. a lot of the things that she was learning um i mean she had two kids so we were like the guinea pigs you know sure so when she was learning cupping she did cupping on us which if you've never seen is like a glass cup um with like a an open and close valve on one side and you like pull the skin up into it and it leaves these big like hickeys basically on your back right uh, and she did that on my back once and then i went to like gym class at school the next day and they called cps because they thought i had been abused oh um, dude yeah and i was just like no this is just like some like cupping back thing because i had like chronic pain and i was like i'm fine i just look like i have a bunch of pepperonis on me <laughs> how old were you <clears throat> i think it was like sixth or seventh grade so like 12 okay, yeah 13. i could i could see why i could see why <laughs> <clears throat> yeah but then she also wanted to see what our pancreas was like so she had us eat, um, we had a stepbrother at the time, but she had all of us drink a glass of Mountain Dew and then eat a Snickers. And she tested our blood sugar before, during, and after to see like our response time with mm. our pancreas. So um, depending on how fast your body can put out its own insulin and regulate itself um, tells you a lot. So if it does it really slowly and it doesn't function that well, you're more prone to being diabetic. Makes sense. Um, so my sister and I bounced back pretty quickly, but our stepbrother um, took a really long time to regulate. He also ate like shit all the time. So she's like, yeah, you might want to watch this. Otherwise, you know, down the line, you might not be able to do this. Right. But yeah, she taught us a hard lesson. She's like, all right, we're going to give you these candies and then poke your fingers a bunch of times. <laughs> that's interesting that, I mean, I guess that's not like a crazy experiment, but I mean, I guess it's cool for you guys <laughs> to. It, I mean, I appreciate it more now than when it was happening because when it was happening, I was like, oh shit, we get soda and candy. This is amazing. And then we get stabbed in the finger. I'm like, I regret it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. If you, if you would have been prefaced with the finger stabbing, would you have still. Oh, she told us, but I just didn't know what it felt like because I had never been stabbed in the finger. Okay. Um, but yeah, we knew it was going to happen. She's like, you only get this if you agree to be stabbed. Okay. So, I thought like maybe she had like just popped it up like, hey, by the way. Uh, no, we would have all had like panic attacks and resisted. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she definitely told us ahead of time. Um, it, I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like I grew up as like a science experiment because I had all these things like tested on me, like acupuncture for my asthma and like all kinds of things hmm. just because she, she grew up learning and I was just around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh? You'll, I feel like, I feel like we need to like delve more into that. I'm very intrigued now. <laughs> See, oh, we're, like, we're basically out of time. <laughs> childhood experiments at one point. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I can't believe our, we've already done 55 minutes, but that's usually how these episodes tend to go <laughs> when we're just this hanging perfect, out. Though. We just got to shoot the shit for an hour and yeah. celebrate our one year and drink some bevs. It's perfect. Yes. I mean, I would like to be doing it in at Deb's or another local dive, but, uh, you know, one day. <laughs> okay. We'll have the worst audio you've ever heard on a podcast. Hey, I don't know. I've heard some pretty decent mobile setups, so 
you know, if we could, if we could figure out a way to make it work. <laughs> true. It's true. Maybe well, with enough like compressors and noise gates. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe some post editing that I don't know how to do, but could figure out. <laughs> oh, I had to learn a lot of that this last week because I made 32 custom alerts for my birthday stream. Um, and I had all my friends and like fellow streamers that I knew like submit audio clips of things. And there was a lot of people that recorded like on their phone and I had to like, um, like get out like the little peaks and background fuzz and all kinds of shit and audacity. Oh, that's cool that I didn't even know audacity had the ability to do that. You'll have to show me that sometime or guide me. You like highlight a little piece and then you go to like effects at the top and then just pick whatever you want. Right. I knew that there was effects, but I didn't know that there was like a way to drown out background noise with those effects. I always just use the effects to like make my voice sound like Darth Vader or an orc or something. <laughs> Very sensible things. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> typical nerd things, you know. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Yes. Well, I hope my I hope my submission served you well. Did. Appreciate it. Good. <laughs> Well, awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we do some plugs and wrap up? No, not really. Just uh, just a big thank you guys for following us on our our just our progression as podcasters. Uh, we have come a very long way, I feel like, from episode one. Um, Absolutely. Next milestone is going to be 100, right? Like... 100 episodes 100 episodes (laughs) um but if you guys like have any legitimate feedback i mean even like we want constructive feedback as well um what what don't you like about the show tell me how many times that i say like or um because i say it a lot Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not a very good speaker but i try (laughs) um but we appreciate the heck out of all you guys sticking around and listening to uh to our stuff and and we've we've been tossing around the idea of doing more like interview stuff with other content creators so hopefully hang tight and Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that yeah definitely okay well thank you guys so much for a whole year we really appreciate it we do put out episodes every single wednesday if you happen to stumble upon this one there are many more episodes in the future and there's a lot of content from the past so go ahead and check some stuff out it is not too late to get some egg sausage uh, sticker merch from us. If you would like to become a Patreon for a dollar, for one dollar, I will happily send you kind things on a note and some cute little stickies. Um, yeah, Egg Sausage Podcast on Patreon, YouTube, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on episode 53. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.